I'm gonna make him an awful game. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to another episode of the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by my good friend Trevor Long, who is... Hasn't seen many movies. You might be like him. You might be, you know, haven't seen all these great movies. Or you might be like me. You've seen them a number of times. This podcast brings us together. Him seeing it the first time, me seeing it for the umpteenth time. And we talk about it. So whatever camp you're in, we've got you covered. Trevor, how you going, mate? Great to be here, Stephen. And you know what? I'm excited tonight. Because I feel like, you know, they say stick swim in your lane. I feel like this is this is this is our lane because this is a tech yeah, you're right. story. Right. This is a story about one of the biggest tech companies Absolutely. in the world, and uh, we are two blokes talking tech. Correct. So this is I'm excited well, about let's, this. Uh, let's well, we should reveal the movie. We're talking about the Social Network. It was released in 2010. Was written by the great man Aaron Sorkin, based on the mm. Ben Meserick book called The Accidental Billionaires. Sex, Money, Betrayal, and the Founding of Facebook. Would that make you want to read that book? It made me read that book. That, I have read that book. That's a pretty good title. I have read yeah. the book. It's actually uh, really interesting. We're going to talk more about the accuracy of the book a little bit later, but it was also directed by David Fincher, legendary director who directed uh, Alien 3, uh, Fight Club, the, the Gone Girl, or some fantastic films he's directed. And this this was just another... When you think of Fincher movies, such such a film like The Social Network, you wouldn't, you wouldn't probably pick him to do this kind of film. He's sort of more a higher concept sort of filmmaker. So this was a really interesting choice for him. And, and I've got to say, it, it is directed very well, although... The, the biggest action scene is someone typing on a keyboard when you when you think about it. So yeah. Not too bad at all. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's not heavy in CGI or uh, exactly or right. hand-to-hand yeah, hand action. But as you said at the top, mate, so this is kind of a tech-related movie, and, and I, I've got an inkling you've probably seen this before this podcast. So this is one that might you might have viewed already, isn't it? Yeah, so this is one that I, I definitely – 
have watched it because I remember getting the Blu-ray disc, 4K Blu-ray, when 4K Blu-ray just started to become a thing. And I thought, well, I better watch this thing. But, I, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't just out or anything like that. But I've got to, got to be honest, um, that's, that's about all I remember. Like, see, I know the yeah. story, the broad story of the founding of Facebook and the drama around it, uh, the Winklevoss twins and all that. I also remembered very clearly when you mentioned this movie to me that Justin Timberlake yes. was in it. But that's pretty much my yeah. knowledge of the movie and my knowledge of the story. So it was it was really good to jump back in and actually sit, watch, and focus on this movie because it's a great story. It is, and I, I do I quite like, and, and I know you do too. You like movies based on reality, so based on a true story. Yeah. So that that got you in at, at, at the start, and it's interesting how different films are treated over the years based on a true story is it is it completely true how much of it's true how much license have they taken and and we'll go in that's what i can't yeah, wait to hear from we'll you go later into on, yes. that discussion uh, later on because it's funny looking back at this don't forget this was 2010 so we're talking yeah. at the time where this film was made when facebook was just six years old looking back mm. it's now 11 years later and facebook is just this behemoth just a massive massive entity that's totally changed and obviously worth a lot more than it is today. Uh, at the time, it did it made it did pretty well at the box office. It made more than two hundred and fifty million dollars at the box office. Was also nominated for eight Oscars. Was nominated for best wow. picture. Nominated for best director for David Fincher. Nominated for best actor for Jesse Eisenberg, who plays Mark Zuckerberg. None of them won, unfortunately. That was the year that the King's Speech swept the awards. So it was Colin oh, yeah. Firth won Best Actor and Best Picture was uh, was also a little bit more lardy than right, yeah. But it did win though for Best Adapted Screenplay for Aaron Sorkin. It also won for oh, Best wow. Film Editing and Best Original Score. And I do like the music in this movie; it's awesome. So we're about to dive into the movie. This is what we call the last exit before the freeway. Before we get into some serious spoilers, if you haven't seen it, so. If you haven't seen it, you can go and check it out on Fetch. Which is exactly what I did uh, when I went to watch this last night. I went radio and I simply asked, using the voice remote, I can ask for the social network. And as always, I get the options. It tells me where I can watch this. So I don't, I can rent and buy this movie, but I also found out that it was available on Amazon Prime. So I jumped in and uh, watched it through Amazon Prime. So Fetch, you can watch on your TV, your tablet, you can download to go movies, uh, you've got a choice of SD and HD, you've got 4K for selected new movies, and of course that universal search allows you to curate uh, where you're watching your content from based on what you're subscribed to and what you are actually got access to, which is a fantastic service. So we encourage you to check out Fetch, uh, you can do so uh, by calling your ISP, see if their internet provider has a Fetch box available for you, or you can go to your major retailer and buy them outright and just plug it into the internet. And off you go. All righty. You're still with us. That means you've watched The Social Network and we're going to take you through it. We're going to, we're going to share the experience with you. We're going to talk about the memorable scenes, some, inc some really interesting facts, some behind-the-scenes information, and a little bit of fact v. fiction later on in the show as well. But first of all, Trev, mm. what are your impressions after your, let's call it your second watch this time? Well, look, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you mentioned already that, you know, my genre is – realism if yeah. that's a thing you know i like a, i like a movie that i can imagine is uh, a real story and this obviously is in, in in 
for the most part, a real story, which is why I'm most excited about talking to you later about what's real yeah. and what's not or what's stretching the truth. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It took me, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes to really get into it because I do struggle with movies that flick around. And this one was one of those ones where it flicked, yes. you know, between Flashed time frames. and back to, um, yeah, that's right. You know, I, I know now a lot. There's a lot of documentaries that are made now that do that whole calendar flicking forward, so they actually show you the the progression yeah. of time. Whereas this, it, it, you've got to work it out and then assume and then work through it. So that takes me a little bit to go. Hang on, what just happened? Yeah. But once I got that, I I really enjoyed this. Um, the, the 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 entire thing, both casting, um, and the way it was shot. There was some, and we'll talk about this when we get to the moments, but. There was a couple of scenes that were just so well done. They actually stood kind of out apart from the yeah. movie, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed well, David that part Fincher. Of it. As I said, is a gifted director, and with a script from Aaron Sorkin, I think it was a, a great formula. I think it worked out really well. So, what are you tweeting to your followers about this movie? What are you telling them? So, I think the the tweet here is: I remember the story and the news around the fight about Facebook, the foundation, the ownership. But the social network is a fantastic dive into what went on and how it all came about. A must-watch or rewatch about an almost trillion-dollar business, and that number is, is important because even at the very end of this movie, they talk about what Facebook was valued point, at at the correct, time of yeah. making the movie. It's, and stuff. it's changed a little and bit since then. The, the value it's it's tipping it's tipping close to a trillion-dollar value at the moment on the okay. stock market. So it is a it is a remarkable thing All to right. look back. Well, at. I've seen this numerous times. I've got to say, I'm a fan of anything that saw Aaron Sorkin's written. I think I've watched. Yeah. Like, I think I've watched The West Wing probably eight times, the whole series through, and I've watched Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip one season. Underrated show that one. All of his stuff I've watched. You, what was the uh, newsroom? Yeah, yeah newsroom? Sports that, Night. He, he's. Uh, I, I follow him religiously. I, I can. He's such a good writer. I would dead set. I'd pay to read his shopping list. He, he's just a genius. <laughs> And Fincher, I'm a fan of his as well. Great director. We're going to do one of these days, uh, Fight Club, one of his better films, one of his earlier films okay. that he, he really stood him out. But uh, moving on to the cast, it was interesting. Very young cast. You've got to remember, this was a story about these college students who were just setting yeah. up Facebook for the first time. So you couldn't have anyone with with all this experience. You had to have these young, cool actors, and they got mm. – the cast was fantastic. Jesse Eisenberg, I mentioned he got nominated for an Oscar for this role. He was he was also yep. in Zombieland and also was in Justice League. He actually played Lex Luthor in Justice League. Andrew oh, wow. Garfield, you know, the guy who played Eduardo Saverin. Had you seen right, him before? Yeah. He was in Spider-Man. He was a – Spider-Man. Yeah, he he rang a rang a bell, but I couldn't I couldn't really. Did you place know it? that he's yeah. British? Yeah, oh, you no. you look at the behind the scenes stuff. There's a great documentary on the disc of this, um, and he's talking in. He's got a solid British accent. Yeah, he was also nominated for best actor in Hacksaw Ridge, uh, a film that, uh, a movie that was shot in Australia a few years ago. Well, and also you mentioned him as well. Justin Timberlake is in this, and you know what? I honestly reckon he was fantastic in this movie. I reckon he was unlucky not to score a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Yeah. I agree. I, I really thought – I mean, it's it's funny because, again, I, this was the thing. I knew he was in it, but I couldn't remember how he came yeah. into it. And so for him to – it was, in the end, uh, a major part, but a bit part in, in many ways. But, geez, he just stood yeah. out. Like, he really rose above it all. And I don't think that's because of his age or his experience. I think it's just – 
It was well, a great you forget who you forget that he's Justin Timberlake, that he's a singer, and yeah. you know this this uh, this are people idolising him for his for his singing career. But he's also a handy mm. actor. He's been in a couple other films as well. He was in another yep. movie called Friends with Benefits. I think that was with Mila Kunis. But he was also in an underrated sci-fi film called In Time. It's a story, sort of this dystopian story about uh, everyone uh, it, it, they they don't live older than twenty six. So it's this this sort of sci-fi story that he was fantastic in that. It was uh, Andrew Nichol wrote and directed that, the same bloke I think who did Gattaca, which we'll get to as well on the show. But anyway, let's. Uh, are you ready to dive into the scenes? I think um, this is... I, I, there's something I need to know yeah. before you get past the cast. Were the twins twins or was that one actor? Well, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, that's going to be in the things you might not know. I've got a lot to say about oh. that. Okay, okay, so let's just, right. just keep people guessing for the moment. Um, this movie, I reckon... Including yeah, me. well, of course. This movie, I reckon, starts off with a bit of a, a bang. And by bang, I mean just typical yeah. Sorkin scene where they're talking about five things at once. It's rapid pace. It's the scene where Mark Zuckerberg's talking to Erica Albright, who is... You, you, you gather that they're dating. And he's talking about... His obsession with finals club and he, how he's he, it leads to a better life and, and how she's just trying to keep up. My, my favorite line is just dating you. It's dating you is like dating a stairmaster. It's exhausting. Well, what are you saying? <laughs> but what, what's interesting to me is I, I I watch this scene going, is this his sister? Is it a friend? Is it his? It wasn't until she said, "I'm we're breaking up," yeah. that it was over that I realized truly she was the girlfriend because. Honestly, at that point, I'm thinking, hang on a minute. If this bloke's the ultimate dork, how's he got such – she's beautiful. Like, how okay. is he with – Punching above his weight. I mean? Is that what so you're trying to say? He was punching okay. way above his weight for, But for the subject dork. of the of the a chat was all about finals clubs and how he was just so obsessed with them. I'm just saying I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive. And fun, and they lead to a better life. Teddy Roosevelt didn't get elected president because he was a member of the Phoenix. He was a member of the Porcellian, and yes, he did. Well, why don't you just concentrate on being the best you you can be? Did you really just say that? I was kidding. So it, that really establishes early that Finals Club is this this goal of his to be accepted, to be popular, mm. to as he said in in to lead to a better life. And he mentioned yeah. there were presidents and people who were in these finest clubs that went on to bigger and better things. You're right though, about that being a very Sorkin like scene, because if you think about the intellect in the, uh, in the script, you know, Zuckerberg has to spit out all yeah. this, all this intellect essentially. And it's very much West Wing style. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when Jed Bartlett just, you know, hammers out his knowledge and even the smartest people in the room, Toby or Leo, whoever, are just like blown away by his knowledge. And I think that level of, um, you know, work that goes into the script w- was obvious. Well, I'll give you a bit of a fun fact, that opening scene, they shot yeah. 99 takes. They did it what? 99 times. Just, just that's typical Fincher. So he's a real perfectionist. That's, but yeah, but it got the movie off to a great insane. start though. Sort of established who he it was. did. And we move on from there. And, and it moved on pretty quickly because he, she's broken up with him. He gets back to his computer and he starts, in, in today's word, it looked like he was tweeting. He was, you know, just <laughs> writing all these, you know, 
angry um, messages about this this girl, and it was very it was, was very Twitter, rude. Twitter wasn't it didn't exist then, of course, did it? So this is no, two thousand and three. Twitter was two thousand seven. Yeah. So we're talking two thousand three here, aren't we? Late two thousand three. Yeah, that's right. And and I think it was. I see. I I love the attention to detail, and I think it had to happen that you know back then you didn't have. Wizzy, we get it, so you couldn't have text and highlight the bold stuff. So he was putting um, HTML code in to the to the yeah. blog post, and so something you used to do, didn't it, blog... Trev? Weren't you doing the same thing right yeah. about that time? Yeah. absolutely. You been Mark absolutely, mate. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> just a just a sliding doors moment there. Um, so you know, he he his his roommate comes back, and they're having this conversation about how he's gonna. He's going to hack all of the houses, which are, you know, like dorms, yeah. I guess, on, on the Harvard campus. And they've all got a Facebook. So, and this, this is essentially a website that shows you the faces of people so that you can, it's like a Seinfeld episode, you know, how do you know everyone's <laughs> name? Um, so, you know, put, put their photos and, and names downstairs. So um, Zuckerberg quickly works out how to nerd out and, and gather all this data. And he creates a, a website that allows you to basically go, Hot or not, yep. you know, two girls faces up, and you you choose left or right, and it very quickly goes viral. Yep. You know, it, it, they send it to a few people, and then I love the fact that you've got this nerd at his computer, and then there's they keep cutting between these scenes, and that seemed to be a real um, focus of the movie to cut between, cut between, keep your focus, push you away, and let you know what else is going on. You've got these jocks, and you know, you know, the the desirable girls all at parties dancing and you know half naked and playing strip poker while Zuckerberg's sitting there coding away and then the two worlds collide and it's so yeah. well done you know you're presenting these two worlds in the movie and then the so worlds collide with the part you're referring to is when they bust the girls into the to one of the fraternities at Harvard and uh, meanwhile Mark don't don't forget Mark he's drinking and he's angry that he's remember he types you know Erica Albright's a bitch and he's he's he, he's not happy. That's why he sort of thinks, I need, I need to get my mind off it. And face mash is the result. I really love the way that they, like you said, they intercut. But then once the site's live, you see like a, a literally into the windows of the dorms and the places where people are viewing the site. And, and one girl yes. goes, that, that's my roommate. And they're all hunched over the computers and, and looking at it. So I thought it was the move. I think at the time, Aaron Sorkin described that scene where Zuckerberg's putting the site together. That's here the equivalent of his car chase in the, in the movie. That was sort of the biggest action <laughs> sequence in the movie. But uh, it's, it's set us off at, at a pace here. And sort of we, we established that the crashes, the network. And we then, I think from that point, move on to the first flash forward. So there are two depositions going on at the same time, and we realise that, yep. hang on, we're sort of taken out of this little world and are now suddenly in the future where there's this dispute already going on, and it cuts. Yeah. And this was that first moment of confusion for me where it's like, hang on a minute, what is he, is this now, or is this, yeah. uh, has this gone forward? So it took me a little bit to understand. I mean, because I knew the story, it helped, but yeah. I think if you lived in a, you know, in, a, in the middle of nowhere and didn't know this story, then maybe that would be like, hang on, I'm so confused. It took a little bit for that to, for that penny yeah. to drop. And it, and it reminds me of like he, he's kind of shuffled the deck so that he's got the flash, the, the current situation, the flash forward stuff sort of intermingled amongst each other. And even in the middle of scenes, you, they depart from the from the present 
and then go to the mediation and back again. So it really keeps everything yes. in context that way. But um, that that was, I reckon, something that, that sort of set up the film really well. Yeah, I think it set it up well because then you, you kind of, un, you needed to then understand, because we'd seen this deposition, we needed to understand what the hell was going on, and which is where um, the Winklevoss twins become part, a big part of the movie. They... They hear about face smash. They want to understand what it is, and they 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 call Zuckerberg in, and it, it is a it's a again a really poignant moment, and you wonder, and I can't wait to find out if these kind of things are true, but I can imagine they are. Where Zuckerberg's invited into this you know club, but he can only sit in the in the entryway where the bikes yeah. are. He can't come Paul any Sellian, further into the building because he's Paul not a Sellian. member. Yeah, and 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 it's just such a degrading thing that they think it's wonderful they let him in, but Zuck's like. You assholes, basically. Yeah. That was, in essence, if if we really knew what Zuckerberg thought, that's the moment that he went. I'm going to do better than them. Well, it's life. funny, isn't it? How early on in the movie he he was what his desire to join the finals club. The poor he mentioned the Porcelian. He now finds himself yeah. where when they mention, "I'll come with us to our to the Porcelian," and we you know you we know you're not a member, so you can't go past the bike room or wherever it was. Did do you reckon that that moment he realised well? This isn't so special, or he thought, "Oh wow!" Did he? He he didn't sort of fanboy out, is what I'm saying. You know, like you think. I think he. I think it was at that moment he realised that it was not for him, and that they were completely, they were complete assholes. Basically, in his mind, the fact that they would treat him yeah. that way was degrading, and that's why. As we find out, he didn't respond to emails, yeah. and he moved on, and you know, he found his it's own like way. That, he, he, that yeah. moment, I think it's cool. like he felt like that they were doing him a favour, and he thought, well, you know, because remember, remember they said, oh, they, they they told him about their idea, and his immediate response was, well, how's that different from Friendster and all these other ones? And he goes, no, ours is cool, ours nice is exclusive. Lesson. And that's the contention. That was the contention that we see in the mediation. That was in the, that were that was how he launched Facebook. Their idea was to make it that you had to have a harvard.edu email. .edu. And that was what he took into Facebook. That's what made Facebook go. So that was kind of the basis. Which, which was case. a really important part of the mediation yeah. too because it comes up Absolutely. in the mediation that that, that was a critical yeah. part. So, um, yeah, I think that's an important part of the, the whole And story. moving along then, we, we next see uh, the next memorable scene of the film was when he meets up with Eduardo at the party. There's like a is a Caribbean night or something, and he walks in, and Eduardo's got this silly hat on, and that's when he's sort of he's thinking. He says, "Look, I need to talk to you. I've got this idea." And he meant there was a funny line where he goes, "He goes, why don't you tell me here?" He goes, "No, I can't. I, it's." He says, oh, "It's 20 degrees outside. It's cold." He goes, "I can't stand looking at the that video of Niagara Falls." at a Caribbean party just doesn't fit. It's sort of it's a lame, lame party. <laughs> he had to get out. So he, they move out and he, then he talks about his idea. I think Eduardo also mentions that he, he got invited to for the first leg of him joining the Phoenix Club. And this kind of sets off the, was it this apparent jealousy maybe that Mark had for him? And remember at the end of that mm. scene, he says, oh, maybe it was a, a diversity thing where they accepted you. Basically, insinuating yeah. that the reason he got through to the next round was because he wasn't, you know, a, 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 you know, going to become a middle-aged yeah. white guy. He was just he, he he ticked a box for them. But it was also interesting at this point because you start switching between. There's clearly more than one deposition, 
And that, that's what really I started to struggle with was what what are all these court cases? Yeah. Well, that are going? this this and oh, this this next this next quote I think is a bit later in the movie, but it just gives you a flavour of what the depositions are about and and Mark Zuckerberg's attitude towards them. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my Man. shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try. But there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? That, that's just typical Sorkin <laughs> gold right there. And and that, yeah. that led into then, I think, when when I think he was in his classroom and, and uh, Moskowitz, Dustin, came in to see him. He goes, do you know if this girl's got a... If, if this girl's bait dating anyone, anyone? and that was when he got this bright idea, relationship status. He said it, it, it basically dawned on him that if only there was a way you could see, and because he, he doesn't say the words, he, he just goes, and it's like relationship status. You, yeah. you complete the sentence yourself as a viewer because he realizes that that's the one thing that it needs. It's fine for it to say who what your interests are and who your friends are and when you were born and which alamata you are and all that kind of rubbish. But it needed, because he talks about the college life and how that's essentially all people do in colleges, work out who they can sleep with and who's available yeah. and who they, that's what it needed. He, he went in, he went back to the room, he, he smashed out a bit of code and then Eduardo comes in and he says, it's done. Yep. It's ready. It's, it's going live because of that one thing. It's the crowning thing yeah. that it needed. And that's when he sends it live. It was oh, excellent. It was and it sort of builds on what he was saying earlier about how, like, this is like getting punched by the, the finals club, except we're the presidents. We do it. So you allow people into your into your network. So, mm. yeah. And so the, 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 the next scene is, a, is like a town hall where there's someone giving a keynote. And I thought it was great casting because I knew straight away that it was Bill Gates giving it was, a keynote. It wasn't actually Bill Gates. It was an impersonator. Yeah. No. But that's what I'm saying. Way. The Good casting luck. was yeah. so good, right? I looked at it and went, that's Bill Gates. You know, that's who it's meant to be. Um, and there's this couple of hot girls, a couple of <laughs> seats over that start to crack on. Um, and they end up going, you know, uh, you know, getting their names. Um, but they also come back to their hotel room uh, from the Bill Gates thing. And Eduardo finds a bit of paper that Mark Zuckerberg had kept from him, hadn't mentioned to him, and it's a cease and desist letter from the Winklevoss. They're saying that we stole the Facebook from Divya Narendra and the Winklevoss. I know what it says. Did we? Did we what? Don't screw around with me now. Look at me. The letter says we could face legal action. No, it says I could face legal action. This is from a lawyer, Mark. They must feel they have some grounds. The lawyer is their father's house counsel. Do they have grounds? The grounds are our thing is cool and popular and Harvard connection is lame. Wardo, I didn't use any of their code. I promise I didn't use anything. Look, a guy who built a nice chair doesn't owe money to everyone who ever has built a chair, okay? They came to me with an idea. I had a better one. Why didn't you show me this letter? I didn't think it was a big deal. So that's kind of sets in motion that they they've, they tried... The, the, the Winklevoss twins tried emailing him. He wouldn't get back to them. They've tried the cease and desist letter. So it's building this whole momentum of their of their dispute with this bloke. But you know what else is building there is is your knowledge that Zuckerberg may be a brilliant coder, but he's not actually wise to the world. Because the very line, you know, just because you build a chair doesn't mean you have to pay permission to the bloke that, you know, first builds a chair. It's kind of not true, right? You know, there, there is a intellectual property. There is patents. There are ways and means around that. And so it kind of showed his naivety in this yeah. sense. 
now, again, we'll get into this later, but you know, the very, you're looking at this going, geez, man, I don't know that you did create something different. You know, at this point of the movie, any reasonable viewer is thinking, ah, so how is it different to what those other guys were suggesting? And that's essentially the challenge of the whole movie for the viewer. Now, what I like from here is this is the section of the movie where we saw, we meet Sean Parker, sort of the, one of the co-founders of Napster. Uh, interesting intro. He's sort of had a one night stand with a with a college girl, and he finds her Facebook page open on his computer, and this is kind of his introduction to Mark. And then this progresses into them arranging a meeting. Eduardo not really keen. Eduardo, I think, had already brought up, look, we need to monetize advertising, and Zuckerberg saying, no, mate, that's not cool. We advertise, and so because this this is this is literally the very early stages of what we know today as. I don't know there's a name for it, but the ridiculous nature of startups where you don't need to make yeah. money. I mean, Uber solicited on the stock market with an IPO that literally said, we have no intention of making a profit. The very fact that that's possible is ridiculous. But, you know, back then, Eduardo was simply going, right, how are we going to turn make money? How, how's this going to happen? Rather than how do we build something so big that it doesn't matter that it's making money? And so that's the that's becomes the friction between Mark Zuckerberg just wants to make the product to end all products. And Eduardo wants to now turn it into a business and, and get his money back. I mean, that's, that's I, I like how this sort of puts Eduardo and Sean Parker head to head as well. Uh, immediately, mm. that that restaurant scene was brilliant. Where, you know, he, he um, Eduardo's blowing up saying, "Oh, he's late. He's twenty minutes late." He goes, "He's that kid. He invented Napster. He can be twenty minutes late." And he wall waltzes in and talks about this and talks about how, you know, I reckon you've got this massive idea, you should do this. And he, he kind of agrees with Mark Zuckerberg in that meeting. He goes, no, he goes, no, it's, you, you've got to keep it cool. So Zuckerberg was just fanboying out on, on, uh, on Sean Parker then. And uh, so that kind of introduced him to the whole process and how uh, that he realised that they had to get out to California. Yeah, and and – Again, it's critical that during, I guess, the summer break, winter break, whatever it is, um, Mark pick packs up and uh, moves to um, to Palo Alto. And and by the way, did 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 you mention was I glazed over them when you know Sean Parker had the idea that he walks out of the restaurant going, by the way, get the, the, the yeah, yeah, that was his contribution. Just, yes, just <laughs> just Facebook. And you know what? Great contribution. Yeah. Like you got to be honest, Absolutely. great contribution. Um, you know, so so uh, Zuckerberg's out in Palo Alto. They've got a house. They've got a bunch of coders. They're they're having a bit of a party atmosphere, but you know, working really hard. Sean Parker just stumbles across them because they make a ruckus. Um, you know, it's pretty epic. You know, pace now that the movie's yeah. at, where it's really pushing along because you've you've now got to bring together the deposition, you know, period and the 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 current to to understand what's really gone on here. And you know, you've got this moment in the nightclub. Um, you know, where yeah, it's 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 a it's a big moment for for Mark. What the VCs wanted to say, good idea, kid. Grown-ups will take it from here, but not this time. This is our time. This time, you're gonna you're gonna hand them a business card that says, "I'm CEO, bitch." That's what I want for you. So that that was pretty epic scene, and a little bit of trivia: they shot that scene with no music, but shouting so they could put the music in later. That that's how they shot that. So they had to sort of speak at the top of their voice, so that the music wouldn't the music they added later wouldn't drown out their voice. That scene reminds me why I never <laughs> I accept invitations to go to bars think, or nightclubs because I hate having conversations with people where you have to yell. He also told him the story about the guy who founded Victoria's Secret. 
He goes, he wanted yeah. to do this. He sold out cheap, and then they end up they end up making a mozza. And he said, look, I guess your girlfriend seems familiar. She goes, yeah, well, she seems familiar to a lot of people. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Well, again, it was kind of well written because Parker Parker's telling this buddy story about Victoria's Secrets, and and Zuck's just going, "Why are you telling me this story?" And he, and he has to loop it back to him and go, "Because my girlfriend's <laughs> like it's again, it's you can see Zuck thinking, mate, shut up, what are you on about here?" But you know, very very cool. But at this point, also the Winklevoss twins have decided that um, Zuckerberg has broken a law a Harvard student law because there's a handbook that every student's given that says you, you essentially can't steal from other students. And so they, you know, beaded chests stand up and they go in to see the president of Harvard and they basically just get kicked in the nuts yeah. by this guy who says, boys, just go and do something different. Go and do something bigger and better. Well, just that let doesn't it go. that just show you though, sort of the the naivete of the president, who at the time you got to remember this is two thousand three four. That's two thousand four, and mm. he wouldn't know what a startup was. President, very no. old school, no, and no wonder he sort of deflected this meeting and just sort of spurred. But it was a really nice shutdown yeah. of the twins because you're thinking if these blokes get a rails run here because they come from money. Yeah. Stuff that, but they don't, and that's what's that's an unexpected twist yeah. in my book. Well, we, it's already established that the Winklevoss twins are champion rowers, and so the next the next scene we move to, the next memorable scene was the Henley regatta scene. And did you see how he shot that? It's sort of is it like that? How do you, well, what do you call that miniature? It's, it's miniature. called a tilt shift. Okay. Tilt shift where it, it, it gives you this perception. So it's it's basically solidly vignetted, but it's not a it's not a depth of depth of field. It's it's a focus drifting out of focus and, and it gives you this your attention, but it also makes everything look makes small. Everything look toy like, doesn't it? It looks like you're at Cockington Green. I, I wrote in my notes, this scene was yeah. epic. This was a you know regatta scene and you can imagine them going, How do we film a regatta? Yeah. And they've filmed the atmosphere of the regatta because it's you know it's like a Melbourne Cup. It's more more than a horse race. It's fashion and stuff. This was a this is a whole event plus the rowing, and it's 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 just it was shot so well. It stood out of its own. Like this was a diff, this was like someone else yeah. directed it. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it was it, like it was like they yeah. handed over to someone else, and that person hadn't seen whatever well, you else was done. Remember, this was in the UK, so it's it's literally in another country, so it had to have that different feel. And this is also yeah. where they find out. That Facebook is now in the UK. They said, "Oh, I don't know." Some 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 guy at the at the post race party was saying, "Oh, I don't know how my my daughter says she heard about this race on a site called Facebook, which is now." And they're looking at each other. Oh, please! So they've they've discovered that that Facebook is now in the UK. I think it was at Yale, Oxford, so all all the all the great Oxford. schools, and they're saying, "Look." We need to do something. We have to get this thing moving. I don't mind that we lost to the Dutch today by less than a second. That was a good race, and that was a fair race, and they'll see us again. What I mind, and what you should mind, is showing up on Monday for a race that was run on Sunday. We tried talking to ourselves, we tried writing a letter, we tried the ad board, and we tried talking to the president of the university. Now, I am asking you, for the last time, let's take the considerable resources at our disposal and sue him in federal court. Come on. I need a real drink. Screw it. Let's gut the freaking nerd. <laughs> so that was that was the point where they decided, you oh, know what? On. It's on, baby. It's on. We're taking yeah. him on. And and you know, obviously that that then again it, it brings you to that that point where you're starting to merge. 
the we're at dep- we're moving towards understanding fully what all the depositions are going on about. But the other thing that's still burning in your mind is because there's clearly two separate depositions. They're in different rooms. There's different all different scenarios. This is where it starts to 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 turn on the Eduardo scene because they they move from that, which is essentially not the end of the Winklevosses, but that's the Winklevosses deciding they're going to sue. So we, we we know that's happening. But why has Eduardo got a problem? And so Eduardo turns up in Palo Alto um, in the pouring rain. Mark was meant to pick him up at the airport. He didn't. Um, that's not a great thing. Um, he 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 fights with Mark. And then he goes out and freezes the account. So he goes to the bank and freezes all the accounts. At the same time as Mark and Sean Parker are out getting a half million dollar investment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a, again, a pivotal moment because they've, they've achieved something huge. Half million dollar investment at that time was, was crazy. And Eduardo hears this and thinks, what have I done? But Mark says, mate, it's all good. We've got an investor. We've got to have some meetings, and you know, yeah, we, we've got the some investment came sign. just after this, actually. So he he was he finds Sean Parker in because don't forget Eduardo's still bankrolling it. Remember, he's not he's got nineteen k right. in the business, and he's saying to Sean Parker, "Is you're you're living rent free, courtesy of the Eduardo Foundation." So he, again, at loggerheads. But um, hmm. interesting how again you 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 kind of see. Even Mark Zuckerberg hints at it that, you know, you're going to be left behind. He's sort of hinting at the fact yeah. that. Because he uh, says, what do you mean by you're going to yes. be left behind? And he goes out and he freezes the bank accounts. But again, it's shot. It's shot as if those two things are happening at the same time. Mark and Sean are in a meeting to get a half a million dollar investment. Eduardo's closing the bank accounts and the investors are saying, who's this Eduardo, Eduardo yeah. bloke? And Mark just says to Eduardo, they've got to meet you. And that's all he knows. But. You know, so far as he knows, he, he's he's back on track and everything's good. Yeah. They, they're going to get back together. So again. next we move to, and yeah, the investment's been made. They're at now the party to celebrate the one millionth member of Facebook. So some, some time has passed. The success is obvious. They've expanded into a larger office. And Eduardo turns up to to sign some papers. And this was a really powerful scene as well. He's, he's gone into the room, you yeah. know, the glass door boardroom. And he's looking at the papers and the lawyers there waiting for him to sign. And he finds out about the new structure and what exactly has happened to him. Mark! Mark! He's wired in. Sorry? He's wired in. Is he? Yes. How about now? You're still wired in? You issued 24 million new shares of stock. You were told that if new investors came How much along, were your shares diluted? How much were his? What was Mr. Zuckerberg's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Mr. Moskowitz's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Sean Parker's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Peter Thiel's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. And what was your ownership share diluted down to? 0.03%. So that that's a classic intermingling of the what happened on the day, yeah. the deposition, and that was the first part of that that quote that that bit of audio was from the scene. Remember when he smashed his laptop, and then they can cut to the deposition, and so now we find that Eduardo is on the outs. He's uh, that's been frozen I mean, out. That's that's the end of Eduardo, and that's and that then answers the question: What the hell is Eduardo suing for? This this is all happening on the same day day now because they've hit the million and they're they're going to have this big party 
Um, Sean Parker brings a bunch of people up to a private room at the top of this house, and they're clearly getting on the on the coach. Yeah, and they're and underage girls too. Remember, I think. <laughs> earlier in earlier in the movie, Eduardo's skeptical about Sean Parker because of his reputation as a drug using, yeah. you know, so and so. And Mark says there's no proof of that. You might have read that, but there's no proof of that. But the 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 cops come. Um, Sean is busted. The underage girls are busted. They're drinking underage, let alone anything else. They, they go to the co- police station. Sean Parker, obviously, you know, making bail, calls Mark and tells him, we'll sort it out, we'll sort it out. But it's it's clearly, in that phone call, you can see it's the end of that relationship as a kind of, you know, mentor mentoree relationship. But I love the fact that in that moment earlier where, where Mark's at his desk and he gets a delivery and Sean Parker says, what's that? And he says, don't worry about it. But at this point, now that Sean's, you know, dudded him basically by, by proving himself to be as per the reputation, he opens up that box, pulls out a card. It's a business card that says, I'm CEO, bitch. Yeah. And it's like, it, you can see that disappointment that he did this thing and he, he kind of wanted to show Sean that, but now he'd lost Sean. It's it's kind of a, you can you can tell the realisation that he's losing the people that, yeah. you know, uh, brought him along it, the you're way. You're right. Yeah. So Eduardo and now Parker's getting into, into trouble. And so this sort of brings us right to the end of the movie, the very last scene where he's, uh, he's, We've seen the depositions. I think everyone's gone out to lunch. And then we, we yeah. see Rashida Jones, who uh, you may recognize from The Office. Is that right? You said, oh, the girl That's from right. The Office. Yes. Yeah, her name Rashida yes. Jones. She's Quincy Jones's daughter. Um, and right. she was talk to, talking to him about what he should do. This is, yeah. again, brilliant. What talking. should he do? I've been licensed to practice law for all of 20 months, and I could get a jury to believe that you planted the story about Eduardo and the chicken. Watch what else. Why weren't you at Sean's sorority party that night? You think I'm the one that called the police? Doesn't matter. I asked a question. Now everybody's thinking about it. You've lost your jury in the first 10 minutes. Farm animals. Yeah. I was drunk and angry and stupid. And blogging. And blogging. Pay them. In the scheme of things, it's a speeding ticket. So that, that's what ends up happening. We'll, we'll talk more about the, the monetary compensation they received. But it was also, uh, I think, a poignant moment too where all the deposition appears to be over, that they work out that they're going to be settling. And then Mark Zuckerberg looks up Erica Albright, the girl from the very first scene, who's, yeah. who she he discovers is on Facebook and it sends her a friend request. And he's yeah, refreshed. Keeps and hitting wait. refresh to uh, to see whether she responded yet. Do you think? Uh, you think she would have accepted I thought that? that was such a you think great... she would have accepted that? No, and I think again, these are these moments where you go, "How do we make the point that not only has he lost a couple of really important people from his journey, yeah. but he can't get back the very person that started the journey, even though he's become successful?" It it just kind of proved full circle that. It didn't matter that you're successful, yeah. mate. That wasn't what mattered. She she didn't care about that. She just wanted you not yeah. to be an asshole. And in fact, in that same scene, Rashida Jones says, "You're you're not yeah. an asshole. You're just trying too hard to yeah, be." Yeah, it's just true. And he he does defend himself. Look, I'm not I'm not a mean person. He goes, "I know you're not. It's just that people's perception." But uh, let's move yeah. on. There, the memorable scenes. We're going to move on though to our favorite quotes, and this is such a quotable movie. Aaron Sorkin hasn't let yeah. us down. There's so many good lines. The first, the first one is in that opening scene, and it's um, 
it is. It, it refers to what what I just spoke about the uh, the comment about him being an asshole. You are probably going to be a very successful computer person. You're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. What a smackdown! See you later. I mean, you and it's funny because it's written so well for the time. It's like you're probably going to be a very successful computer person. (laughs) And she was she was going. Remember, she was going to Boston University, and she says, "Look, I've got to study." Yes, you don't need to study. You go to Boston University, which it just (laughs) proves his assholeness about the whole thing. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, I, I kind of like. There was another good uh, quote when Eduardo was suggesting, "Okay, time to monetize." He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, the site's got to generate revenue." He goes, it, it, "Talking about sort of what? When? When is it finished? Is, is it finished yet?" He goes, "It's it's never going to be finished." And he says, "Well, he couldn't understand that. When will it be? When will it be finished?" And Mark's reply was, "It never will be. It's like fashion never's finished." Which is interesting comparing yeah. fashion, Such which a... he'd know nothing about, by the way, to uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But it's perfectly right. The other, the other one, um, and it comes up as a as a result of that whole, you know, diatribe that he that he wrote and, and the blogging on the night. But there's a line there. I actually don't know who said it, but um, you'll tell me. But it says, um, "The internet's not written in pencil, Mark. It's yeah. written in ink." That was Erica. That when he was in the scene where he sees her in the restaurant. Remember after he they they were with the girls That's and he right, sees yeah. her, he goes, "Oh, hang on, I'll be one minute." And then he walks over, and says, "Oh, can I talk to you for a minute?" He goes, "No, no, I'm good right here." And then she says, "Oh, you called me a bitch on the internet," and that was her reply. Yeah. yeah. But here's here's another one of my favourites. This is is typical Sorkin, and he's used this reference a couple of times. I'm just going to play it. I know you've done your homework, and so you know that money isn't a big part of my life. But at the moment, I could buy Mount Auburn Street, take the Phoenix Club, and turn it into my ping pong room. <laughs> He's used that line. There's a great uh, Sorkinisms clip on YouTube about sort of phrases he uses a few times. He has used yeah. that reference about turning something into a ping pong room in Studio 60. Remember that series I mentioned? There was oh, one really? season. It was sort of based on like a Saturday Night Live show. One season had Matthew Perry in it, Bradley Whitford, who played Josh Lyman in West Wing. Great so un, should have gone on for longer, but there was a scene in one where one of the actors is visited by his father, and he says, "Look, he doesn't understand. He goes, I could buy his house four times and turn it into my ping pong room.' So he he does uh, he does recycle that line. That's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I like that. So the other one that I absolutely love because they're talking about you know the value of things and the the amount of money you could make, and you know Eduardo's thinking about you know making a million bucks, and the the line is a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. That was, and you could tell, like that was Sean Parker said that in the movie, and and you could tell that sort of Zuckerberg at that point didn't realize what he had. He was sort of too close yeah. to it. I don't think there was. It was Sean Parker who was the first yeah. one who said to him, "He goes, mate, you're sitting on a gold mine here," and he didn't realize. Which, which is the point of that whole uh, understanding how true and how real that that is, because if true, like he had a massive impact yeah. on this, because. He could have prevented it from becoming an ad sales thing. He could have prevented it from not being called the Facebook forever. A lot of interesting Absolutely. Things. And my other favorite quote is from Eduardo when he suddenly finds himself frozen out. And I'll bet what you hated the most is that they identified me as a co-founder of Facebook, which I am. You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back 
for everything. <laughs> that was, uh, again, the start of the whole deposition process, but a really rich script, don't you reckon? It was like two-hour runtime, yeah. but apparently the script ran, it was like a 160-page script. And traditionally, a one page in a script is one minute of screen time. That's how they, they look at it. But because Sorkin's dialogue so punchy and fast, they could fit 150, 60 pages in two hours, in 120 minutes. Right. So, yeah, right. incredible. But now moving on, mate, things you might not know, and I will answer your question you had at the start of the show. Army Hammer played both of the Winklevoss. It no. was one actor. What, what they no. did, I'll explain what they did. They had another guy named Josh Spence who was the exact same height as, as Army Hammer and had the same kind of shaped head and sort of hairstyle as yep. him. Yep. And what they did, they put dots on his face and placed him in the scenes where they're sitting together and digitally replaced his face with Army Hammer's wow. face. And so what they'd have to do every single scene was they'd have to sit there. So Army, like Tyler would say his lines. And then what's the other guy's? Cameron was the other. So then yeah. they'd swap over. So then Army Hammer would get up out of the chair, get in the costume of the other one, say his lines. They would take his face from that take and put it on Josh Spence's face. That's All remarkable. the time, it was remarkably technical. For that, but don't forget, this was made in 2009. Because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, uh, it was actually kind of just after the movie, I thought to myself, I mean, it's a pretty good gig as a pair yeah. of twins to get that, that, that That's job. That's how they did it. And, yeah. and, and in fact, wouldn't you be filthy if you were a pair of twins in the acting well, game? They, oh, I think Army Hammer obviously got the role because he's talented, but the guy who plays the second brother, whose face you never see as, as the Winklevoss yeah. twin, he actually has a cameo in the movie. Do you remember the scene where they were in the bathroom with the girls? They come out and yeah. sort of guard the door and say, the bloke comes to go in, into the bathroom. They go, sorry, mate. Oh, and he, he goes, oh, yeah, well The girls are freshening yeah. up in there. And the guy goes, sweet. And that was Josh Spence. That was the guy uh, who who uh, who was played the other Winklevoss <laughs> twin. Now, uh, Zuckerberg, remember when um, Sean Parker suggested get rid of the the? And yep. Zuckerberg did that, of course. And he bought Facebook.com, which would you believe was already owned by someone else? Someone already owned Facebook.com. He had to pay yeah. 200000 US dollars in 2005 to obtain that domain name. You know the deal, mate. You've got EFTM.com. That costs you probably yeah. twice as much as that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was a very similar arrangement. The other thing you might not know is that. Kevin Spacey was the executive I saw him producer. In the, in the, yes, yes. In the that was he was mentioned in the yeah, start. He was in the titles. He's executive producer. The, the reason credits, being yeah. was because he had a relationship with Ben Mesrick, who wrote the book for this. Right, Spacey's oh, production right. company had made another film version of Mesrick's earlier book called "Bringing Down the House." Actually, a good movie. It's called Twenty One tells the true story of these college mathematics whizzes who go to Vegas to try to dupe a a casino. And that's actually a true story written uh, in the book, Bringing Down the House. So that's, he he got the tip about his next book about Facebook. He goes, mate, I'm in. And he was very, he was instrumental in getting it made into a film. Now, do you remember Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss were rowers? 
they actually rode in the Olympics. They rode the 2008 Beijing Olympics in the coxless, didn't even the medal, coxless pairs. Yeah, they came sixth. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love the line in the movie too where the saying goes, I think um, they want him to say, we should get the Sopranos on this bloke. He goes, what do you guess what it mean? He goes, I'm, I'm six foot five, 220, and there's two of me. I could do this myself. <laughs> that is a good that line. A great line. I love that line. Now, <laughs> um, there was a line too where – uh, in during the deposition, where uh, Narendra, the other the Winklevoss's offsider, was saying that Mark was the biggest thing on campus, which included nineteen Nobel laureates, fifteen Pulitzer Prize winners, two future Olympians, which were the Winklevoss twins, and a movie star. Do you know who the movie star was? No. Natalie Portman, who apparently was at Harvard during that time, and actually helped Aaron Sorkin. Uh, get a, get a feel for the what the social life was like at Harvard at the time. Wow. So she was wow. she was the so called movie star. Uh, Aaron Sorkin also started writing the script before the book was even published. He got an early look at the book, wow. and they were they were having a crack at it before the actual book was even released. Now moving on, mate. Uh, how did that happen? Slash plot holes section of the of the podcast. I'm going to tr- kind of turn it into a bit of fact v fiction. I've done a bit of research, okay. and we're going to kick yep. off with Erica Albright. That was a fictional girlfriend. He never had a girlfriend named Erica Albright. That was just a, a tool for the movie. He had actually already met, would you believe, his future wife Priscilla Chan before he started Facebook. They were already in a relationship in late 2003. So the oh. Erica Albright was a made-up character. But get this, he did create Face Mash after a fight with his then-girlfriend, who they never named. So Face Mash was true after a blue with a girl. It just wasn't right. Erica Albright. That was a made-up name. Right. And So the storyline is yes. true, just the names were Names, names are changed. Are... So he never went out with a woman named That's Erica fine. Albright, but he did, go, did create Face Mash after a fight with his then-girlfriend. Oh, you'd be pretty filthy if they actually named the girl. Of course, yeah. There'd be lawsuits galore. Not that there's a shortage of lawsuits in this movie. Um, and the other thing, too, like the, there was the impression of in the movie that he was sort of jealous. Mark was jealous of Eduardo for his entrance to the, to the finals club. And apparently that wasn't true. His standing at Harvard was already pretty high. They knew this bloke was a talented computer guy. So he's right. sort of... His, eagerness, guy, his eagerness to be in the finals club was apparently totally unfounded. It was uh, not not something that he really was after. Okay. Now, moving on to Eduardo, and was that an accurate portrayal of him? Now, yeah. I, I found out that he actually, he was the source behind the Ben Mesrick book. So when he was writing the book, Eduardo was his source. Eduardo came to him and obviously gave him his side of the story which kind of made yeah. it sort of a little bit more sympathetic to how his version of events. Yeah. Uh, the book yeah. was actually being written in the middle of this lawsuit, would you believe? Um, and it, it, Zuckerberg claims that it made him, him, he made himself look better in the book, but his departure did come after his shares were diluted. Now what happened he, they, they, there was an argument between Eduardo and Mark Zuckerberg 
because he he wasn't really fulfilling his duties in trying to sort of come up with the business model for Facebook. He was in New York partying on this on this scholarship or internship. He wasn't really looking the 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 scenes where he says he's on the subways 14 hours a day looking for advertising, apparently not entirely accurate. He was a bit of a party man. But also right. Zuckerberg was offended because he tried Eduardo tried to promote his other startup, like a jobs startup on Facebook without Mark's knowledge. He was trying to push some ads ads through Facebook at the time. Now, how he was bought out of the company, he was not diluted to 0.3%. The lowest his shares were each were 10%, just under 10%. And what happened when the the investors came in, they closed the Florida LLC, created the Delaware LLC, which bought out the Florida LLC and basically bought him out of the company. He still had some shares, but basically they sort of gave him the, and that sort of, that saw him out the door. The other question, um, do you remember there was a scene where there was a story about Eduardo uh, cruel, uh, the chicken and the cruelty? The, he was uh, accused of animal cruelty. That yep. was actually total fiction. His Phoenix fraternity was accused of animal cruelty. And because Eduardo was a member of the Phoenix, they thought, well, let's make him the person who was cruel to animals. Um, and the other, remember in the first scene where they were saying Eduardo, he mentioned to Erica that, oh, you know, Eduardo made $300,000 in one summer betting on oil futures and saying that, you know, if you can predict the weather, you know where they're going to need heating oil. That's actually true. He did that. He made three hundred oh, wow. grand in one summer betting oil futures. The other thing that, that we oh. mentioned too is that Mark Zuckerberg actually came up with a plug-in for an MP3 player to find out different genres of music. Remember, he mentioned this? All right. Microsoft yes. were going to buy it, but he released that it. That was source. true. He did make it. It was an MP3 player called Winamp that Mark and his friend Adam D'Angelo created. Let's use Winamp. Yeah. Although, you know, it, was a, it was a plug-in for Winamp, sorry. It was a Winamp oh, right. plug-in. Yeah. And it was he. Uh, it was it looked at what music you enjoyed and suggested more music. So it's kind of the algorithm they got today. Hey, how, how it worked. Yeah, wow. uh, and offered though he was offered as much as two million dollars by Microsoft at the time. Uh, he was. I think Microsoft were after it. AOL, Winamp, but the, he decided to upload it for nothing. That was true. Um, wow. Mark Zuckerberg. Did he really have the I'm CEO bitch business cards? True or false? Yes. You're true. correct. It was true. And yes. Imagine having yes, one of those. That'd be worth imagine what that'd yeah, be imagine worth. one of those cards. Oh. Yeah. you probably find them on eBay, I reckon, or Facebook Marketplace. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes, there really was a zip line in the house. Remember the Palo Alto house? They had a zip yeah. line into the pool. Now, uh, you remember also, too, Peter Thiel's investment. He invested yep. $500,000 for 9% equity. Would you believe yep. today that investment of five hundred thousand would be worth twelve point four billion dollars? Based on the well. current valuation, the current valuation I looked up based on the share price was one hundred and thirty-eight point two billion. But you were saying earlier it's heading towards a trillion dollar no, no, valuation. The market capitalization. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, so the market capitalization is nine hundred and sixty billion dollars. Right. Okay, but still doing very well, Peter Thiel. Very canny investment. Now let's move on, mate. Yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice Aaron Sorkin in the movie? 
No, I wouldn't know what he looked like. Aaron Sorkin played the ad executive where um, Eduardo and Mark was sitting in the chair and, Mark and he was, was sleeping. Goes, what sound is he making? That was Aaron Sorkin. Yes, it really? was. He played the ad executive. What is he? Bloody Hitchcock? Well, he, I think he was put into the film. He didn't want to be. David Fincher said, mate, we want you in this, we want you to sit in this, in this scene. He goes, okay, he did it. Uh, Joseph Mazzello, who played Dustin Moskowitz, remember the bloke who was uh, one of his coders, the, one of the guys who was in the swimming pool when the chimney broke, he was in the background. Remember that kid, that bloke? Mm. Would you believe that guy, oh, Joseph Mazzello, was that little kid in Jurassic Park? It's the same actor. The little kid in Jurassic Park who you, you – There's a fundamental – Our listeners who know what Jurassic Park is, you don't, you got no idea. But he was a little kid in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, um, mm. they did row in the Olympics, but they did settle yeah, for $65 million. But you know what? Again, they're doing Don't, don't well. feel sorry for them. Apparently, they are now Bitcoin billionaires. Yeah. They're yep, doing they very well. Um, and the student, this last little did you notice, remember that scene where Sean Parker had that one-night stand? The actress, yep. did you notice who that actress was? That was Dakota Johnson, who is wow. uh, the actress from Fifty Shades I noticed of a lot Grey. about her. I just didn't know who she yeah, was. Yeah, well, Fifty Shades of Grey. You see a lot more of her in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So I know what you're watching tonight. Noted. <laughs> and that's, that's it, mate. That is the... The Social Network, which we thoroughly enjoyed. So give us your wrap-up and your rating. Oh, look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A great movie to sit and, and enjoy. It doesn't, doesn't need to be any particular time of day. It doesn't need to be, you know, like a nighttime sit down and draw the curtains movie. Oh, but but I will say it's a 7 out of 10 for me. Like, I know it's, it's a great movie, but I don't know how you could say it's, you know, an yeah. 8 or a 9 because, you know, actually the, the bulk of the movie is just because of the story that that, that is Facebook. Obviously, well executed, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Seven out of ten every day yeah. of the week. I, I'm a, I'll give it a solid eight and a half. Uh, I think it's 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 aged better than I thought as well. Like even though it's ten years old and sort of the concepts are, right. you know, it's it's uh, it's old. What they were talking about, the valuation of Facebook's way bigger than what it is, than what it was then. It's still aged well, so it's, it's a nice little snapshot of that era. They captured it well, like even down to the type of computer he was using. I could be that. drawn to an eight. I could be drawn to it. Yeah, oh, I, I really liked it. And, mate, the fact that Aaron Sorkin was on it, mate, that's an automatic minimum eight for me. Whatever he does. Uh, uh, if you if you want to see a good Sorkin movie made for the, made for the big screen, uh, check out Molly's Game. That's another good movie that he actually wrote based on a book but also directed it as well. That's, that's a great game. And, of course, he made The West Wing, Sports Night, uh, and Newsroom and all these other great shows. So there we have it, the the – Social network is uh, is done and dusted. Next week we are taking uh, we're delving into a bit of darker territory. I don't know how you how do you go with with sort of those darker films, mate. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried for you because next week we're doing Silence of the Lambs, which is it's a full on movie. This one, fantastic movie, really? but the, the, it's you know it's about a serial killer and it's uh, can be pretty graphic at times. It's it's pretty hard hardcore in, po- in parts. Um, uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie yeah. Foster. Yes, yeah, Scott Glenn, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony of course. Hopkins. So yeah, gear up for that one, mate. All right, I'm gearing up. I'm going to need to work out a good. I need need to make that a night that I'm not going to you know cry <laughs> in my, my sleep. I'm not going to have. You might have to watch yeah. it during the day. Oh, mate, that's, do you Make know what? A Great idea. 
Nope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. Uh, Silence of the Lambs is your next assignment, folks. Um, it's uh, it's always good to think about what's next so that you can view it before us, so that you can just tune into the podcast when it comes out and uh, and uh, and enjoy it. But if you've got if you want to watch Silence of the Lambs, look it up on Fetch. If you've uh, got a Fetch box, just simply do a search either in the movie store or a universal search, which will tell you everywhere you can watch it. And if you haven't got a Fetch box, get one. A Fetch Mini will give you all this action for under $200. Everything you need. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. See you, mate.